Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman down at the Novacare Complex on the Wednesday before the Eagles' seventh game of the season against the Panthers. And before we uh, talk about that game later this week, Zach, let's address some of the injuries that have seemed to be plaguing the Eagles and how that's going to affect the team in the short term and in the long term. Uh, first off, let's start with the offensive line. Lane Johnson played through an high ankle sprain and actually played pretty well, I thought, considering uh, the injury. Sounds like he may or not practice today or may go and they'll monitor him, but I think for him it's just going to be a pain issue and he'll probably play through it. Jason Peters is the other issue, and <clears throat> he hurt his bicep and had to leave early against the Giants as well. Doug Peterson said, Doug Peterson said today that he will practice and he will pl- probably play on Sunday. How do you balance letting these guys play through injury and the the level of their play, the level level of their performance? Because quite frankly, the tackles haven't been great. Yeah, we're not talking about journeyman players, though. That's the thing. And so, Jason Peters has earned the right, I'd say, that if he's healthy, he plays. Um, I don't see a scenario ever where Jason Peters is a healthy scratch or is on the sideline in in a, in a backup role. Um, if, if Jason Peters can play, he will play. And Lane Johnson is, is, in my opinion, the premier right tackle in the league. Uh, it's a pain tolerance thing, like you said. Uh, I, I don't think there's much debate on either one. You can say, take some time to get healthy if you're Jason Peters. The reality is every game is important. You're 3-3. Three and three. Um, you, know, you, you need to have them out there if they're able to play. So, I'm just a little surprised that Peters... If he is, in fact, injured um, or seriously injured, I guess to the point where you'd miss a game or two, why he'd put himself in that situation because generally in the past, he's when he's been kind of banged up, he's, he's more often than not erred on the side of caution. Yeah, but if it's an injury where it'll take a few weeks to heal, that's one thing. If it's one of these things where it's just going to linger and you got to play through it, he'll play through it. But why not get to 100% and allow Big V to prepare for that week because he's much better when he does that than having him have to come off the bench in a short Well, because it's it's, it's the nature of the injury. It, if, if it's something that's going to heal in two weeks, that's that's different. If it's something that he's just going to need to play through and then it'll be corrected during the offseason, it might not be better in a week or two weeks. Okay. I don't know if I completely buy that. But, right. I mean, I think that <clears throat> I would get Peters healthy for the stretch run. If you think this team has the potential to make the playoffs and then to compete again for a Super Bowl – why not get Peters 100% healthy? Well, if if he can get 100% healthy, that can't get. I mean, he can't get 100% healthy. No, but I mean, number one, he's never going to get 100% healthy. No, but some injuries. It's, but he's not going to get 100% like, healthy playing through it. No, but it's okay. Not, but he's not, he's not going to get healthy to the point where it's affecting his play. But if it's if it's the type of injury that is is not going to heal unless it's it's corrected or it's going to take a long period of time, then well, he he might just need to play. So through it's a quad it. strain. Is the one injury. That's that's not going to need an off-season surgery. No, but but I think the biceps is, is more the issue here, correct? Yeah, but the bicep, uh, the bicep, uh, he he hurt himself. It looked like he was trying to catch a Blake Blitzer, and he must have done something to it. He pulled himself in the game, and then I saw him afterwards. I don't think he was getting immediate treatment. Um, and then now all of a sudden, you know, right off the bat, they were saying he's going to play. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm just wondering how serious the injury is. Well, then that would go to the argument. If it, I just think if he's able to play, he's he's going to play. Okay. Um, 
and then lean, I guess, uh, high ankle sprain. I, I understand that more because that's that's a that's something that. I mean, look. I mean, you could just have him sit on the sideline and have him rest it and get and get back to um, full health. But that is, uh, you know, that's a, a leg injury for an offensive lineman. That's not as important as your as your arms, um, bicep. Theoretically, would be diff- more difficult, I think, for an offensive lineman because you're using that. Uh, and and that's an injury more to, block. Uh, to the argument that you just had that high ankle sprain is something that in a few weeks is better. So if if that's more the argument, take some time to get healthy. That's not Lane Johnson's personality. Lane Johnson's the kind of guy he's yeah. played through a lot in his <clears> career. Um, you know, he missed the Panthers game last year because of the concussion protocol. That was a quick turnaround Sunday to Thursday. But otherwise, he's he's played through some nasty things. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing devil's, devil's devil's advocate here a little bit because I mean, I agree. I think Peters even at less than 100 percent is better than Big V. Um, is he playing his best football of his career? No, certainly not, and, and not these these last three games. But I just I feel like it's a, it's an argument that's worth uh, you know um, having because you know again it's going to be important down the stretch. And, and do you want to have Peters? Uh, playing at, at peak performance as they enter the playoffs. But they, it's just a question, is missing time going to get them to peak performance? We don't know. Some injuries only need – not we like know. some injuries you only get there no. by being repaired. Right, but we don't know that. We don't. So, yeah. um, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. It doesn't sound like Sidney Jones is going to play Sunday. Doug Peterson said last week that he's week-to-week. Mm-hmm. Typically that means that uh, he's going to miss the next game. Um, Corey Graham is up in the air as well, but they did make a roster move to kind of – back themselves up in case both those guys can't go, and that was bringing Dex- Dexter McDougal back. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen on Sunday in terms of that that uh, that secondary? Who's going to play where and when? Yeah, so there's a few options here, okay? What you saw last week was Avante Maddox move from safety to slot cornerback, where Sewell Douglas went in at safety. Jim Schwartz said that wasn't ideal. They had to do it on the fly. Rasul Douglas knows the defense. They... they he has more familiarity in the scheme than, say, DeAndre Hall. That was why they went with, with that option. Um, so what they could do this week is they could continue to move uh, a Maddox to slot and either play Douglas or DeAndre Hall or even Trey Sullivan at that safety spot in the nickel if Corey Graham's not playing. The other option, which just opened up with this transaction, like you mentioned, is they could play Dexter McDougal in the slot. And I know Dexter McDougal's a, a, a player who they signed off the street, but he was with the team for eight games last year. He has experience in the slide, a former third-round pick, so there's some talent there. That could be an option. The one thing that it doesn't sound like is going to happen is for the Eagles to move Jalen Mills or, or Ronald Darby to the slot in nickel and play Russell Douglas on the outside. The Eagles seem committed to keeping both Mills and Douglas in the, in, yeah, on right. the outside. And I'm I sorry, I'm, Mills and Darby on the yeah, outside. Yeah, I wasn't really sure I agreed with that initially, but I think I, now I do. I think they're the two best options on the outside. I mean, if, if Sidney was healthy, then maybe you'd consider it, but he's not. So I think having Mills and Darby out on the outside yeah, is, I, is the best course. I disagree. Um, okay, you think Russell should go out there and... I think you play your best five. What's your best combination of five? And I think having Mills in the slot... And Douglas on the outside with where they are right now is a better option than having Maddox in the slot and having someone at safety who is not as good as Maddox is there or playing Dexter McDougal in the slot. Um, I think Jalen Mills can play there. It's not like you're demoting him. He's still taking every defensive snap. 
I would just move him inside in the, in the nickel and play Rasul Douglas on the outside yeah. where he's most comfortable. The Eagles don't want to do that. They've said, and, and this is to a man, Jim Schwartz, um, Corey Unlin, I spoke to him about it. Uh, they want their two best guys on the outside. Yeah, when Jalen was asked about it on Monday, <clears throat> he quickly dismissed the, the notion, I'm, I'm outside. Yeah, yeah, I'm outside. And, you know, <clears throat> Malcolm Jenkins said, we don't do it because we want our two best, best guys outside and, and they're premium positions and we need them out there. So I've kind of changed on that. I've, I've kind of come to that understanding. I think it's Jalen, uh, in terms of his mindset, he loves playing the outside. Keep him there. Uh, certainly he's had his struggles this year, but – uh, he's also had some successes, and certainly in the red zone, um, he's played pretty well. Yeah, I, I I hear you there. I understand their logic. My argument is put your f- your five best defensive backs in the nickel situation in the nickel. They got they got by with it on short notice against the Giants. How'd you think Douglas looked? Well, the, the, it certainly didn't look good on that yeah. on that uh, Saquon Barkley fifty yard run. He took a horrible angle there and got caught. Um, but he made a couple plays. Okay. Um, so what do you think they're going to do? I think McDougal is going to be the option probably. It's going to be the slot. And they'll keep Maddox and where he is. they'll keep Maddox where he is. I, I mean, I think Maddox, I mean, I don't think they saw this when they drafted him. But Maddox could have a future as, as the free safety. The way they're talking about Avante Maddox is, is pretty rare for a rookie. Usually the Eagles try to kind of temper expectations. Jim, Jim Schwartz is effusive about him. Yeah. I think part of that has to do with the situation they found themselves in. If he wasn't playing as much, I guess you wouldn't hear it as much. But the one, the one guy I always listen to more than anybody, because I think he tells it like it is, is Malcolm. Is Malcolm? Yeah, I agree. And Malcolm, in during training camp, was really talking up Avante. I was like, hmm. I was paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. He really liked his demeanor. It seemed like he was um, spending a little more time with him and during practices. Meaning, like this guy's worth worth it. Now he's a fourth round pick. He's going to be on the team, and and uh, you invest more time in those guys, but. Um, I don't know, Maddox, Maddox to me has it. And now I don't think they saw him as a future safety. Now certainly, as Jim has said, the skill set to play nickel kind of carries over. Mm-hmm. If you're playing free safety, you have to do a lot of similar things. And, and you know, if you're tough and competitive and tackle well in the secondary, you can, you can play any position, really. Yeah, and, and Tim Halk... Uh, I was the safeties coach. I was talking to him the other day, and he said, I mean, Maddox isn't just back there because he can cover. He he can hit. He's a tough guy. And they made a point of emphasis in, in saying that, that he's not just a glorified cornerback playing deep safety. A matter of fact, he's had two touchdown saving tackles during the past two weeks, Adam Thielen on the deep pass two weeks ago, and then Saquon Barkley's run last week. And on the Thielen one, the Vikings ended – well, in, in, in both those cases, the teams ended up kicking – Kicking field goals. Yeah, kicking field goals. So, I mean, that's huge. And like, he's not a big guy. Uh, I think if, if it is his future uh, to play there, I think he's better at nickel, personally. I think eventually that's probably where he'll be. But, you know, that versatility always helps. And if, and if it's a position they do think that he could play, and certainly we know how difficult it is to find safeties in this league, add a little more muscle, um, and I think he possibly could do it. Malcolm Jenkins made a lot of money making that switch. Yeah, but I think a lot of guys. Well, I think like Malcolm still views himself as a corner. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I think no, I, I think like with Jalen though, outside premium outside cornerbacks make more than oh safety. sure. So sure. I think that that's yeah. why. It's what like, I'm saying is Avante Maddox. But is Avante Maddox ever going to be a premium outside corner? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I was just talking about yeah. Jaylen. No, yeah, I, was, no, no, I wasn't saying. relating it to Maddox. Maddox is going to be. 
Maddox is either a nickel or free like, safety. And it, I still think he's a nickel. I if, think he's a better nickel. If I was Maddox, I would I would want to be a safety more yeah, than exactly. a nickel corner. Exactly. I mean, Brandon Boykin's career, you know, we saw how that ended it up. It solves yeah. maybe some of their problems because I don't think Rodney's going to be back next year. That's a good question. And they, they don't have an obvious replacement for that position. I certainly could draft somebody. All right, let's look at defensive tackle. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, they made a move uh, this uh, yesterday, I guess. Destiny Bayou was waived, injured. We don't know exactly what the injury is, but if it was serious, he'd have to go on IR. Um, and Which tells me that, one, Haloti Nada is probably pretty close to being back because they need three healthy defensive – they don't need, need them, but yeah. they you want to have three healthy defensive tackles. And Doug Albert said that today. Right. And then maybe possibly Tim Jernigan is getting closer, although Doug says he's not going to practice this week. I still wonder what his future is. I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I th- I just think that they they had to do something. They had to do something to cornerback, and this was probably an easy decision for them to make. And also, as you, you mentioned before, we came in the air with Bayou. Uh, they don't have to. They have a little few weeks here to buy. It buys them some time if they do want to bring him back. Sure, um, but the fact that they waived him as well, yeah, they put him on on IR. And they wanted to bring him back. He would have to be one of those designated. My question is: did, did this have more to do about getting McDougal here, or more to do with they like Hester more than like Value? Yeah. So that second option, or the the second scenario that you said, uh, has some validity to it. Trayvon Hester, for those fans who who, who might not know the name, number ninety, I believe, um, made some plays. Uh, he he looks pretty quick out there. Has experience in the NFL before, was with Oakland. Uh, the Eagles signed him to the practice squad last month, promoted him um, earlier this month. And, yeah, I, I would say he's looked better than Destiny out there. Uh, he looks like he'll be that third defensive tackle. I, I think part of it was the Eagles needed a, a cornerback with Sidney Jones hurt. Um, there were other positions they could have plucked from. I, I do think, though, that they feel like they only need three defensive tackles right now, and Trayvon has moved ahead of Destiny. Yeah. Um, what else? We, oh, injuries. So, uh, running back Darren Sproles is still day to day. It's been day to day for a while now, right? Are we all day to day now? Yeah, that was the old Sports Center line. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, not a not a not a killer because they've played without him for a while now. But at some point, you, you hope Sproles gets back. Yeah, I, I heard it was it was going to be a, around this time, and this would be a good week to get him back. If he's not back this week, maybe it's not until after the bye. Uh, a, a quick thing to point out, I don't know if it's news, but it is it, it is interesting. DeAndre Carter's look good returning punts, but Dave Phipps said that's going to be Darren Sproles' job again when Sproles is back. You're right. Now, the one thing with Carter is he seems to always make someone to make that first guy miss, mm-hmm. which is you know something that you, you want out of a punt returner. He did have that little muff against the Giants. Sproles is much more, you know, shorthanded. Very rarely does he does he muff the ball when he when he receives punts. I think the Eagles can be more dangerous in the screen game than they've been this year. Part of that is because Corey Clement and Darren Sproles have, have been on the shelf. So having both those guys would theoretically help you in the screen game. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, trade deadline, trade deadline, excuse me, is looming, and because of the injuries, I think October thirtieth. Yeah, October thirtieth, Tuesday, October thirtieth, four p.m. Um, You'll be back in time from London. I will. I will still be over. I have a book coming out that day. Oh, there you go. Yeah, dogs, I got the book. Emotional Road yeah. Super Bowl victory, October 30th. Yeah. Yep. Everyone purchased one. I uh, <laughs> I just got my copy. Thank you. Uh, I won't say how I got it. Free. <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, that is the trade deadline. Yep. Uh, yeah, so what are people going to be more 
fascinated by the trade deadline or, or your book release? <laughs> well, that's uh, I, I think if the Eagles make a trade, it'll be on that day. Will it help the sales of your book? <laughs> I hope we don't need a trade deadline for that. But, yeah, I'll take anything, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, you know, I, I do think Howie Roseman's going to be looking around uh, for a trade, not for the book. <laughs> but uh, Howie – Are you selling him a copy? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give Howie a copy. Um, Does he come off very well in it? How, I I mean, I, he, I think he comes off accurately in it. Yeah, yeah. he assembled a Super Bowl oh, roster. So yeah, okay. He assembled a Super Bowl roster. Um, did you did you did you write about him in the locker room after the game? The, uh, there is a mention of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. well not in, ter- in terms of him celebrating. There is a mention oh, of that. but not in terms of him, uh, you know, going up to a bunch of reporters and basically uh, yelling at them. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he, he didn't yell at me. He didn't do it to you. He, he, didn't yell at me. he likes so. you, that's why. <laughs> but no, so in terms of the trade deadline, um, yeah, I, I view it like uh, that Tuesday would be the day for them to make it. If they they could make a deal next week. In the past, though, it's it, it's really been you know deadline-spurring action. Yeah. So if they, if they did, what positions would you, would you look yeah, for? Yeah, you know, I talked a little bit about this, so we'll, we'll transfer it over here where we got like a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go D-tackle. <clears throat> One, in terms of need and, and availability and likelihood. Um, I mean, I probably would go receiver one if if they knew that Wallace and Hollins weren't going to be back. Do you think one of them? I think more than back? likely one of them will be back is my guess. Mike Rowe made it sound like they're hoping Wallace is back this year. Yeah, so if Wallace comes back, then, eh, I mean, but if if the Raiders come to you and say, or, you know, if you're talking to Raiders and they say Amari Cooper is available for, I mean, would you give Seems up like first? they're asking up for a first. Would you give a first? No, I mean I think you and I both agreed that first is a lot to give up for him. He's probably worth it, but I would have a tough time giving up a first round pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean because again, you only have him for two years under contract, not even two, a year and a half. Yeah. So that's a lot to give up for for a guy. You know, I mean, you obviously you have plans to sign him yourself, but you don't get him on that rookie deal. I just think the only way to get a player like that. Is at the top of the draft. Then again, same argument was made about Sammy Watkins, and Sammy Watkins hit the open market. And I like Cooper. You like him a lot more than I do. You think I he's do. you think he's blue chip? Uh, yeah, I, elite, I I do. Elite. I I, I think uh, you're looking at a Tory Holt type player. Okay, that's good. All thing caliber, probably a little bit below that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but like a perennial really? Pro Bowl. Okay. Yeah, I I've I've always been a, a big Mark Cooper guy. I think he can. I think he can do everything. Now he, he doesn't have that prototypical or he doesn't have that six foot five size, but I think he, he has enough size. He has enough speed. Terrific route runner. Um, I think he's only, he's, he's really been, only done it one year. Yeah, second year in the league. Now he was close last year to a thousand yards, but he's been he has been inconsistent the past year and a half. Yeah, uh, that's my issue with him. Um, I don't know if I give up a first rounder for him. Would you? I would give a first rounder if you get a day two pick back. So if it's if if, if you're trading a first happening. for if they, if they give you like a third back in the deal, um, third's a lot. Yeah, um, first is a lot. I mean, first yeah, rounders but, don't get traded. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, I don't view wide receiver on the same kind of threshold that I view defensive end or offensive tackle. When the Eagles traded their first round pick in the past, it was to get Jason Peters a left tackle. Obviously, get Carson Wentz a quarterback. I don't think they'd give up a first round pick for a wide receiver. I, I would, don't. you know, I would do. They have two second round picks next year. I would definitely give up the second round pick for. And now I don't know if the Raiders oh, do that. Um, but like you know, maybe make it make it so it's a little more than a second rounder. 
if you essentially traded your first rounder this year for Amari Cooper and Dallas Goddard, I think that's a good deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have you have guys that potentially could be here for the next, you know, eight eight years or mm-hmm. so. I mean, even longer than that. Um, but some other positions. I, right, I, I mean, I know fans are big on running back. I, I'm just not – I don't think that's a that's a premium – it's not a premium position. I don't think it's a premium need for this I, team. I don't think Bell's happening. Um, LaShawn McCoy is someone who's gotten some buzz. You know LaShawn quite well. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Uh, Tevin Coleman's not happening anymore. Devontae Freeman's on IR. And the Falcons have some new life now. Uh, yeah. You know, so uh, that's that's clearly not happening. So I don't know what running back you can get if it's not McCoy. Um, and McCoy would be interesting, but I wouldn't give up much in terms of traffic compensation. Uh, I think def- I think defensive tackle. Uh, what about safety? And safety, the same way I, I think defensive tackle more than safety is because it's a more important position and because I guess Avante Maddox can handle that role. But and once they get Sydney back, they're healthier, et cetera. But like depth seems to be a little bit of an issue now. I think they, you know, the injuries have kind of snake bitten them a little bit. But you know, get somebody in here who, who has played the position uh, more than Avante Maddox, and that we have you have Maddox. He can help out in special teams. He's a very good special teams player. And again, injuries are bound to happen. It seems like Sydney Jones always getting a little banged mm-hmm. up here and there, and you never know about the two outside guys. That way, you still have some depth there. And and defensive tackle again, they're not. I don't think they're going to get a premium guy at that spot, but. Haloti not has been injured. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not a spring uh, spring chicken. He. You got to worry about whether he'll be able to stay healthy all year. And they don't have anyone else behind that, especially if Tim Jernigan doesn't come back. So get somebody else in here that's that's proven. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you're, you're going to be able to go out and get, um, you know, Darrell Casey or <laughs> no, or, but if or, I'm, or Aaron Donald, yeah. but um, I think there's probably an opportunity to upgrade there. I'm Howie. I'm looking hard at that Oakland Raiders roster right now. I thought that was a good team two years ago. They were in the playoffs uh, or close to it last year. They were in the Cup 8. And what about the John Gruden's really made some changes there. Yeah, Cardinals are interesting because I think they have some talented defensive players who they've changed schemes now, you know, going from 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 Betcher's yeah. scheme to Steve Wilkes' scheme now. And some of those and some of those guys don't fit. You could shake, uh, someone could shake loose from that. I gotta yeah. look. At, I have gotta look at the depth chart there. So actually, there's an interesting name that I've, I've read. Well, there's an interesting name that I've read there. It's not necessarily a spot where the Eagles oh, need. Patrick Rob, Patrick. Pa- pa- no, Patrick Peterson. Peterson. He's a he's a blue chip player. If you get him, if you can get him, you go hard after him. But Hassan Reddick, a former Temple guy, is someone who, uh, who he's a he's a linebacker. He's been playing the weak side. Um, he's kind of falling on the depth chart there. I don't think the Eagles need that spot. They liked but, him but in the a, draft. That's a former first round pick who who yeah, they uh, liked him. is becoming a you know who's he's falling on favor. Yeah, because he's not really a, I can see how he's not really a scheme set there. Yeah, exactly. He's an outside guy. He's an outside linebacker, but he's not an outside linebacker in a three uh, in a four three in um in a four three right in, in like Carolina's four. Well, it's that Carolina defense that yeah. C. Wilk brought. Yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, well, that's it here for the Bird's Eye View podcast. We'll talk a little bit more about the trade deadline next next week. When we'll, hopefully, we'll try and get three podcasts in. It's going to be difficult. Are we going to do a travel. London podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> really? We'll okay. do one that Friday. Okay. Yeah. T- over tea? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, we have to have it over tea. Are you yeah, a tea crimpets? guy? I'm not a tea guy, no. Crimpets. It, isn't that the thing, tea and crimpets? Isn't that the expression? Uh, uh, oh, really? They have crimpets and... and- it's just not tasty cake in Philadelphia. I believe it. So. I could be wrong. I can't wait to. Have I don't some. know London. I've been well. to, I've been to London once I did, before. I don't know well. But uh, I did more of the uh, the beer drinking than I did okay. the tea drinking last time. Fish I was and chips. There. That's a thing, right? Yeah, fish and chips is a yeah okay. whatever. I mean, London uh, cuisine gets a bad rap. It's a world class city. World class city is going to have world class restaurants. So okay. don't worry about that. 
Plus, it's all expense. So why enjoy? You put it on this expense account. Okay. So because I I I like food in these road cities. I'm real excited for New Orleans. I enjoyed Nashville. L.A. is a great city for food. Yeah. Will there be good places in London? Oh, absolutely. And okay. and like some of the best places are their are their pubs. I mean, just you can get good okay. pub food, and you know. And then to me, the best food you can drink is uh, Guinness. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so you'll be all right there if you like Guinness. Okay. You Guinness guy? I'm I'm not a huge Guinness guy, but yeah, I can I can enjoy um, a pinter. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, that's it, guys. We'll talk to you on Friday when we will preview the Eagles-Panthers game.